What's going on? I asked as I approached the tall, dark-skinned woman with long, curly hair, chocolate-colored eyes bordering on black, a wide nose and gold hoop earrings near the university. I still saw fire and smoke burning from the midst of the south building. I suspect we don't really know anything until the fire is out. The fire is spreading. We've been trying to put it out for over an hour, and in all the time we are taking to put it out, whoever set the fire is going to win because the evidence will be gone, Python ranted, pacing back and forth in front of Tony, Drew and me. That is a definite possibility, I agreed, grabbing her arm as she came by, turning her toward me, but until this fire is out, we do not know anything at all. Let's just deal in what we do know. The problem is that don't know anything besides the fact that the university is on fire. Python fumed, picking up the pace again, and three couples came the surface, and none of them can be found. What happened before all this to make this fire and their disappearances escalate to urgent status, I required, stepping in front of her. I put my hands on her shoulders. I know you. You do not escalate a situation unless you deem it necessary. What escalated this one? The alarms have been going off, Python told me in a tone void of emotion. She raised her eyebrow and repeated slowly and deliberately, the alarms have been going off. I prompted, holding her gaze, I can see where that would trigger the alarms. Do we know if anything was taken? Python answered, gesturing to the fire, the terminals were hacked. Pieces of equipment stolen. Projects ruined. Two people dead at the scene. That is all before the fire. That sounds like they are getting more violent in stopping us. The question is who and what is their motive? Python looked over at Tony and greeted, as if seeing him for the first time, Badger, it is so good to see you. She raked her eyes over him and remarked, you haven't looked this good since before. She let her voice trail off. I heard you were partnered with Condor. I think she and the LVN with you. She hugged him and whispered, I'm happy you are on the mend. You know what the Freedom Alliance and IIB calls LVN, Tony returned, breaking her embrace. He glanced at me in chorus with Python, the last chance station. For years, the IIB has sent their agents that were on thin ice to Alex to straighten out. She is batting point one zero zero zero. Between me and my sister. I admitted, tilting my head to the side to give him an amused glance. Drew twisted his mouth before he ventured, what happened to your old partner? The one you had when we were together. Python and I exchanged a troubled look. That is still under investigation, I decided, catching Python's amused gaze, then Tony's similar one. I had no idea how much they knew, but they knew enough to understand why it needed to remain on the down low. Drew moved his eyes around to each of us before responding, he was such a nice guy. He treated me like his buddy. Tony, Python and I roared with laughter. What is so funny? I haven't seen you laugh like that since we were at the academy. Remember we would stay up all night, studying and laughing. I nodded, flashing him a brilliant smile. I remember, but, I ventured, feeling my face harden, please stay away from the what happened to my last partner line of questioning. I don't want you to get yourself into danger. What about he started as I shot him a warning look? He threw his hands in the air. Okay. Okay. I turned to Python and posed, running my fingers through my hair, can I see the bodies? I turned to Tony and remarked, you can come too. I think your doctor here should come too, Python decided, linking arms with Drew. We haven't had time to identify them yet. She led him away from Tony and me. We followed them. 
I distinctly heard her ask him, Are you married, doctor? The rumor is you have been seeing someone on LVN, that she has been playing hard to get. I know when my husband died, I never thought I'd get over it, just like I thought you'd never get over Alex. When we reached the laboratory with the bodies lying in what appeared to be a makeshift morgue, I moved through the crowd to the two bodies. I studied them for a moment before warning bells went off in my head. Although they looked nothing like anyone I knew, something about them seemed familiar. I studied the marks, the bruises, the gashes on their head and bodies. I walked around, noticing the dried blood in their hair. Pieces of their hair ripped out. I spied the skin under their fingernails before I spotted the signet rings on their fingers. It had the helmet of a suit of armor on top of a yellow field with a black X and gray and yellow leaves and stems coming from the head. I gasped. I swung around and charged, Drew, can you do a DNA test on these people? Even though they do not look like them, I'm pretty sure that their DNA will match that of Samantha. You think these are her grandparents, he questioned, staring at me. I gestured to the rings on their fingers. If they are not, someone is trying to make damn sure I think they are. I took a ragged breath and looked back at the bodies. That would explain why they didn't board LVN or why they didn't present a problem. Who would want you to think they are the locks, requested Drew, hooking up his mobile diagon monitor up to the mail. I don't know. Just off the top of my head. The person who really killed Ethan. I started, watching him fiddle with a few buttons on the machine before taking it off the mail and placing it on the female. Or maybe whoever is trying to make sure India 7 dies and all its inhabitants with it, Tony advised Drew, moving closer to me to look at the bodies. The signet ring is why you think it is the locks. That is the same ring Philippe wears, that Tara and Adrian Locke wear and the one Karen Locke had on her when she was killed. It is the Locke family crest. You are definitely right, Drew determined, looking up at me. They are related to Samantha, but they are not related on Ethan's side. They are related on your side. He touched a few more buttons before he assessed, unless my diag monitor is malfunctioning, moved toward me and reached for me, they were your parents. He shot me a sympathetic look before taking me in his arms. When I didn't say anything, he wondered, did you hear me?